Tune in to this week's Xamarin Show, where we are still talking about pop-ups, pop-ups part two with Android. Go check it out. Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Show. We're talking all about the Xamarin Community Toolkit, and we're still joined by Andrew, and he's still talking to us about pop-ups because that is his passion, his pet project. Uh, welcome back, Andrew. Hi, I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having good, me. Good, good, yes. So we're going to pick up where we left off in our previous episode. We've seen Andrew already, you know, teach us the mechanics of how to implement a pop-up, uh, which gives us the full native experience. So that is really, really great. I'm sure that Andrew will um, show us a little bit if you've missed the first part. But if you did, then pause this video, quickly go back to the other one and come back to this one uh, because you don't want to miss it. Uh, but it's, it's been really great. And I think in this video, we're going to see a little bit about interacting with the pop-up some more, getting some return values. Isn't that right? That's correct. Uh, in the last video, we kind of just displayed your basic hello world of pop-ups. How do you use it? How does the API work in the toolkit? And this week, we're going to go about control flow. So you have a confirmation screen. You want to say, are you sure you want to do this? and you need that return that data back so you can do something with the result. That sounds super useful. So uh, I'd say we just share our screen, dive in, and let's show us what it's all about. All right. And I'll open up Visual Studio here. So uh, right now we're looking at the code that we did last week. Right now you see a the, the, the fundamentals of building a pop-up. So I'm gonna uh, switch back over to Android since we got the, uh, the emulator running and I'm gonna run that. And then just kind of show you what we did. So we started a file new project and we added a button onto the main screen. And when you click that button, a pop-up renders. So uh, just giving us, getting us back to our, our point of reference from, from last week. And then we can start going into control flow stuff. So we uh, just launched and give it a second. Perfect, okay. So we added this new button here and I'm gonna click show pop-up and we have a pop-up. It says hello world from XCT pop-ups. Perfect. So what we wanna do is implement a control flow here. Uh, so when the user is done with their pop-up, Whatever the, whatever the action they were doing, we want to return some data. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to add a button to our pop-up. And we'll just have this be, maybe you're, you're saving some data. So we'll call it save. And we'll add a standard event handler to it. And so now when we render that pop-up, should probably stop debugging there. Uh, when we render that pop-up next time, we'll uh, be able to have a button there and we'll be able to do some work. So our pop-up has a couple things built right into it that allows us to handle this control flow. So I'm actually going to navigate um, into it a little bit to show what we're gonna be dealing with. This dismiss object or object method here tells us when we're done with a pop-up, we will dismiss the pop-up. It'll do two things. One, it will close the pop-up for us. Two, it will return data back to the code that invokes it so you can do something with that. So from uh, the context of our pop-up, all we say is dismiss and we pass in our result. So if we head back to our hello world pop-up, I could say dismiss and we'll pass a string in. So let's say we wanna put a, wanna return a message and we'll just say, uh, you know, return from XCT pop-up. Simple enough message. And I noticed you could maybe you're getting to this, and I'm I'm just you know 
um, going in there. But I noticed you could strongly type it, right? Because now you're returning an object, but I think you could you could actually you, add the type to it, right? You can add the type. Uh, and I'm going to go into that in just a second. Uh, uh, let's focus on the, the simple, easy path to, to get started. So with any pop-up, we can go and add a simple object there. So let's go and go back to our main page and the code behind. We said, hello world pop-up, but this show pop-up uh, returns void. So we can't really set anything, but it, we have two show pop-ups. We have a generic one that's async and a non-generic one that's not async. The async one returns a result. So I could say var result equals navigation dot show pop-up async new hello world pop-up. And what this is gonna do is it's going to return an object for us. Since it's async, we need to await it to get that data. And let's just display an alert for our demo here. And we're going to call this uh, pop-up response. And since this is an object, we're going to do a little string interpolation here uh, just to convert that to a string. And then we'll say, OK. And for we'll the people into... unfamiliar with this, this is basically just saying result.toString, right? But that happens yes. automatically now with some syntactic shooter. Okay. Yes, we can say result. We can cast it. Yeah. All of those are valid options. Uh, but yeah, so what this is going to do is it's going to display our standard alert message. It's going to, and that result that we returned is going to be rendered in there. So let's go and run our application now. And uh, We'll go through a couple different scenarios here. We'll obviously go through clicking the button first, and then we'll try clicking outside of the pop-up and see what happens. So it looks like our compile is just about finished there. And uh, we will, there it goes. And we have a page, perfect. So now I'm gonna go and click show pop-up. We have our pop-up and we have a button here. That's perfect. This is exactly what we wanted it to do. I will click save and it automatically returns this display alert. So we're simulating some type of business rule that you might have, that your application might be running, but our message that we set inside of our pop-up, return from XCT pop-up is displaying here. So now we have data back at the code that has invoked our pop-up. So if I hit okay here, let's go through that other scenario. What if I don't click the save button? What if I wanna just, as a user, I don't wanna save, I wanna just get out of this and I click up here. Our pop-up response is empty, but that's a valid case that we need to handle. So what we just did is something called light dismissing. So if we go back to our hello world pop-up and we go back and look at our pop-up, there is a method here that says get light dismiss result. So when we do the light dismiss, we need to tell the pop-up uh, what data to return because we're not doing a valid dismiss we are doing a light dismiss and we need that. And if we don't set any data, that object is going to be null. And that's why we saw no data there. So if we head back to our hello world pop-up and I go and override the get light dismiss result, uh, instead of calling the base implementation, which just returns empty, we will say return and we'll say light dismissed result. And I am debugging. So we're gonna stop the debugger here and we're gonna immediately uh, hit the go button again. So now- so while we're waiting, um, oh could you also do, you could also do a simple null check then, right? Uh, would, you, would you then know for sure that you've done the light dismiss? 
Uh, yes. So it's over here on the main page. We could always go and null check the result. Right. That would ultimately be the same thing. It depends because your light dismiss might you might want to return some data that your pop up has, and if your pop up has some valuable business data that uh, was generated as part of acting in that pop up, it might be valuable to have that result uh, have some data. In other cases, you might not need to. So uh, both are valid. Got it. So if we hit show pop up again here, and I click outside of it, it says light dismiss result. So now we're able to get two different results based on how the pop-up is behaving. So this time we got return from XCT pop-up. So all of that is useful, but we're in C-sharp. We're in a strongly typed language. And you brought up at the very beginning, what I don't want to deal with object. I want to deal with real types. So let's go and do that. So we head back to our Hello World pop-up. Let's go and create a class, a nested class in here. I'm just going to call it result. And let's say there's a title, a message, and an OK and the OK button. So we're ultimately going to put this, uh, map this to the display pop-up fields. And then what we'll do here is we will create our result. So we'll say var result equals new result, and we'll have our title, and we'll just say. Um, pop-up response, we'll give it a message. We'll say, we'll just copy and paste this message right from here. Make sure to put the exclamation point at the end, and then we'll say, okay. And instead of passing the string in, we'll say result. And I'm gonna copy and paste this, actually we'll go to there, and we'll do the same thing for a get like dismiss, and we'll just change the text. We'll say return from X, CP pop-up, we'll say light dismissed. But we've got some compile errors already that we can see on the screen. So we need to update this to result. And so now that we're using generics, our pop-up can take a generic. So let's go and update that. So first thing we're going to do is in our code behind here, we're going to say hello world dot result. And so that's good for the C sharp. We've still got compile errors because we've got to update the XAML. So over in the XAML, we need to add a new namespace here for our local. So we'll say XML namespace local, and we'll say pop-up sample. And then underneath our class, you can do this on just about any object in XAML. It doesn't show up on in IntelliSense here, but I promise you it does work. Say arguments. Pro tip. Pro tip. Uh, so I'm going to say I just define my XML namespace as local. So we'll say local and hello world pop-up. And of course, when I do that, it removes some of the code. Uh, and then I'm going to say plus to grab our nested result object. OK, so now we're saying our type arguments is going to match to hello world popup.result. We got the same thing set up at the top here. So we'll just go do a quick build, make sure all of that run, uh, compiles correctly. And then. Um, this won't. This should not compile because we need to update our main page now. So what we've done so far is we've added. Uh, so we got our build warnings. We've added our result here, and here, and we've dismissed it. We've updated our type arguments, but now over here we need to update our show pop up async to return uh, 
the correct value, or not return, but uh, set the correct values in the display alert. So if we look over here, our result object is being set to hello world pop-up.result. So I should be able to say result.title, result.message, result.okay, and we can just blow away the rest of that. And now we should be able to compile and see it all in action. And I think I just noticed a little error in your hello world pop-up example CS. Yeah, you're missing the yes, return. Yes, I'm yeah. missing the return. <laughs> missing the return. See, this is why a pair program. Yeah, this is this is just pair programming, and we're recording it while doing it, basically. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so only one error. And uh, so now we got a strong type that we can go and do stuff back on our main page. So I'm going to hit show pop-up, same pop-up that we just saw. I hit save. And everything's coming straight from the pop-up itself being applied into that display alert. So we got pop-up response, return from XAT, pop-up. And we do the light dismiss option. It says light dismissed. So the nice thing is with a, with a couple a little a couple extra lines of code, we can now strongly type our pop-ups based on the results that we know that pop-up is going to be returning, which makes it easier to manage that data uh, when the task completes. So now you can, instead of having to cast the object or do string interpolation like we did in the first example, we could use that strongly typed object. This is all super awesome and super useful. I'm very sure that uh, a lot of people will be very happy with this. Um, so as I mentioned in the previous episode, this is all in uh, pre-release right now. So we have this merged into the exam community toolkit version 1.1, uh, which is at the time of recording this video in pre-release, but maybe when you're viewing this, it's out already. Um, that's also the reason why the documentation is not entirely up to date yet. I think, Andrew, you have a couple of links that we will put in the video description below. So um, you can find that. It's probably a link to the PR and maybe some other stuff, maybe to the source inside the exam community toolkit. Yeah, so it'll be the original PR that we merged, which outlines all of the major features of the pop-up and how they work, how you use them until we get the documentation updated. That's the best source to kind of get started. And then the other link will be for the sample code that we saw here today. It will have all the uh, different examples that we did from the first video and this video and easy getting started uh, notes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on and doing all this great work. I know this is just the tip of the iceberg with all the pop-up stuff because there is so much options to customize the whole thing, work with it, all kinds of scenarios. So I'm sure we'll be seeing you for some more episodes probably. We'll be in touch. Um, other than that, people, just like this episode, subscribe to our channel, and we'll be seeing you for our next episode. Mm -hmm.